0: Alright, quick. Without thinking through, how many different ranges of of self-defense are there? No, 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 no. I want a number. Like Really fast. Right now. Boom. Go.
1: Um, No, 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 no.
0: no. I said without thinking through. (laughs) Throw out a number.
1: One, but... Um. What? (laughs) 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 What?
0: (laughs) Apparently, I need to reword that question. How many different ranges there is close in? There is... Far away. Okay, how many different ranges of self-defense are there?
1: Close in, far away. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie.
0: Okay, so to clear the air, the subject of this podcast is self-defense in different ranges like distances between you and your partner you were almost there
2: see now I'm coming back to this conversation we had of uh, this was a topic in a podcast that we needed to cover and I was going we've already covered that topic we've talked about all of the different kinds of self-defense there are and you are talking about how far away you are from an attacker and that makes sense now yeah. But so, before it did not.
0: Okay, so we'll start, start on the outside. And we break this down really into six different ranges. The first one is projectile. In other words, you have to be, you are far enough away that you can't touch them even with something you're holding and you shoot something at them or throw something at them or something along those lines. Then you have the weapon range, something like a stick, a knife, something that I can keep them further away with, baseball bat, whatever. So, uh, what? Sword. Sword, yes, because many people carry around swords right now.
2: I know, I carry around a sword everywhere I go, obviously.
0: Sure. Okay, we're going to start calling her Samurai Jada. And then... You uh,
2: really think that would bother me?
0: No, I didn't think it would bother
2: <laughs> you. I don't carry around a sword. <laughs> just a really bad attitude
0: (laughs) (laughs) then you have kicking range and that is when you can reach out there and kick them with reach out there nobody on the audio podcast could see that Kylie just threw a kick up at my face so then you have um, kicking range then you have punching range then you have trapping or I like Clinching range when you're actually like grabbing the other person and everything and kind of a stand-up grappling and then you have actually grappling on the ground so there are your six ranges now the question is do you feel like you prepare for all six of those ranges
2: personally yes the majority of people no no
0: Yeah, unfortunately, you hear about, and I mean, we're talking, there's lots of different aspects for everything, because there's sometimes you're just, you know, do you deal with verbal self-defense? Do you deal with all these things? But when you're doing physical self-defense, that's really what the Soul Podcast is about. Do you look at and say, okay, I need to cover and work in all of these ranges? That does not mean you have to be an expert marksman and an expert grappler and an expert puncher and a you know, you don't have to be expert level at all of these things. You have to have an understanding of all of these things. And as we used to say in a lot of the podcasts, it seemed like, and we don't say it quite as much anymore, is you got to feel the holes.
2: And then you have your communities that are built around one specific aspect of it. It's mm. like, yes, I'm really good in self-defense. And you just, you ask them what they do in training. And let's say that you're in Taekwondo. Well, a lot of times that equips you for kicking range. Mm. Uh, you're in boxing, that prepares you for punching range. You're in jujitsu, that prepares you for grappling range. Or you just have firearms training or a concealed carry permit and you think that you're probably prepared for the shooting range. Yep. And in all actuality, you've got to have preparedness in all of them because I guess we go back to the hammer and the nail analogy.
0: That's what if I was about only to bring tool, up.
2: If your only tool is a hammer, then every problem has to be a nail.
0: Yep. So, and
2: unfortunately, that's not every problem.
0: So if you have, like, one response to every situation, if the only thing you ever train is to step in on somebody and start punching and kicking, knees, elbows, everything else – Then you're, you know, if somebody really kind of pulls a gun on you from 20 feet away, that's probably not the best thing to do.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was watching um, a video the other day with uh, Dutch in the USA. Mm -hmm. And he was doing a video on the best technique for if someone is robbing you, you know, like just someone wanting your stuff. And he just basically was like, oh, you want my keys? Here's my keys. Yeah. You want my wallet? Here's my wallet. And then you had people in the comments like, yeah, see, the reason um, I carry a gun is because I don't want to be a pushover like that. Because someone's pulling a gun on me, they're going to have to beat me to the trigger. I'm over here like, they don't have to beat you to anything because they're already on the
0: trigger. <laughs> they already have a gun on you.
2: Yes. Yes. I was like, so you have to draw your gun, aim and shoot and beat one finger for them. Mm-hmm. See, that's, it's, it's that preparedness that you think you have, but your theory is not fully thought out.
0: Yeah.
1: We got really kicked into the podcast, but now we need to get to Jada's news story.
0: That's true.
2: And this portion of the podcast will continue after our news portion. <laughs> Welcome to Self-Defense News with Jada. Forty-five home invasions occurred in Chattanooga, Tennessee between <clears throat> sorry, between October 2000 and January 2001. But one night of January 12th, the home invasions came to an abrupt end. Two masked gunmen burst through the door of Tiffany Bibb's home. When the mother who was holding her baby attempted to dial 911, one of the robbers knocked the phone out of her hands. Then the assailants forced four occupants of the house to give up their money and jewelry. As they were leaving, one of the intruders snatched Bibb's baby from her arms and ran outside. Gerald Beverly, a visitor in the home, grabbed a handgun and followed the robbers. The assailant placed the baby on the porch and began shooting at Beverly. The visitor returned fire. When police arrived, Beverly and the armed neighbor were standing over the body of Micah Townsend. Beverly was not charged. There have been no more home invasions reported in Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, as of 2008.
0: These were the only people that were doing home invasions? Either that or it just
2: scared them. Scared all the other ones away. But 45 home invasions... Mm -hmm. And the streak ended after that incident. And I have no idea if I'm saying Chattanooga right. Anyway, so set the baby down to return fire with the dude. I wonder, like, I wonder how that would have gone if they hadn't set the baby down. Like, did they realize that they couldn't really aim? A... I'm wondering
0: a lot of things on that. That just, I don't know. How That's just
2: confusing because. If you're stealing a baby, the person is probably not going to shoot at you while you're holding the baby. I know. So they set it down and returned fire. It's just like that probably killed him right there. I mean, not that I'm cheering for the robber in any way. It's just I felt like he could have been a little bit better than that. <laughs> you know, like if you're going to do Can't something Can't you make wrong, it a little
0: more challenging? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I don't know. I'm I'm com I don't... That's weird. Like, the whole thing is weird. Yeah. Got everything they wanted, and just, like, out of the blue decides, oh, I want to steal the baby, too. I don't know.
2: I know. That's odd. What a strange story. You're welcome. Thanks. And this has been Self-Defense News with Jada. (laughs) This episode's podcast is brought to you by ImpactDefense.online. What's ImpactDefense.online?
1: <laughs> there you can find a lot of things, but, but specifically our store. There you can find hats, hoodies, and t-shirts. And we have specifically new ones, our new Train Division shirts.
0: What if somebody does not like fighting in or even just like a certain range of self-defense it's like I know some people that just do not like grappling at all
2: well I guess you've got to find uh what's more important to you being able to defend yourself from that position or your brief moment of comfort
0: yeah no I, I completely agree
2: I I feel like that sounds like a jerk comment, but...
0: Maybe so, but, I mean, it's warranted. I mean, it's true.
2: It's like, really, if you're coming here for self-defense and you decide that you're not going to participate in grappling because you just don't like it, you're not exactly very committed to learning self-defense.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, I'm sorry that this makes you uncomfortable, but get over it. Yeah. Because you came here wanting to learn how to defend yourself. This is us teaching you how to defend yourself. Get over it. You know what else isn't comfortable? Something pushing you onto the ground and sitting on top of you. And not knowing how to get out. But training is a whole lot better than not knowing how in the real moment. Yeah. Sorry to burst your little comfort (laughs) book I'm sorry, I'm not in a great mood.
0: <laughs> this is what we get when we put Jay on the podcast when she's not in a great mood. It's been a very stressful last couple of weeks. So
2: we are and I was just saying that it's like th- I think it's not man like manifesting itself the way my stress usually does. It's just making me irritated. <laughs> like I just I'm just irritable. <laughs> well,
0: so, but you, you don't have to be an expert in any one of these levels. What you need to do is be competent in every one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's kind of that big thing. I think the harder one to ask, though, is, is about guns. Because you have some people that just have this moral dilemma when it comes to firearms. They think that guns are morally wrong. So why would somebody that thinks that guns are morally wrong need to learn about how to use a gun?
2: Whether you believe they're morally wrong or not, they're relevant.
0: I know. And they exist. And while you may not like it and you may not want to use it, if you find yourself in a situation and an attacker has a gun and you're able to fight and work against this person and take it away, then if you don't understand it, you could very well hurt yourself with it or have an accident happen with it or something. So, if you are serious about your self-defense, you need to learn about all of it, including even the stuff that you don't like or you may even have a moral dilemma about. Because I'm not saying that everybody has to have a gun and everybody has to be, you know, um, like a trained expert with a gun. If you plan to use a gun in your self-defense, you need a lot more training. But I'm saying everyone needs to at least understand it enough that you're not going to hurt yourself or somebody else in a situation on a, with some type of negligent kind of discharge or something.
1: Now whether you're for guns or not for guns you should go no. now you can at least go out and do a gun safety class where you learn how they work and how to be safe with them and in most of those classes you don't even have to shoot the guns.
0: That's true, I mean at least that way you have a, a, at least a small understanding of them And you can keep yourself, you know, safe in that situation if you end up fighting away a gun from someone.
2: Or at least take some of the nervousness off of yourself when it comes to being around people who are handling firearms. You can tell if they're handling them in a safe way or a negligent way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then that way you can kind of, like, ease your own mind. Because if you understand how it works, you understand when it's going to or not going to go off. Yeah. Mm. And then that way you don't have to be... Avoiding something tends to let people be afraid of them. That's true. For instance, someone who grows up in the city and is never anywhere near the woods or large animals would probably have a serious aversion to them if they came across them later on in life (laughs) um like i imagine if you'd never seen a cow in person and then you come across this gigantic horned creature you probably would be a bit weary yeah. Even if it wasn't mine, even if it was just minding its own business behind an electric fence, you'd probably still be a little worried about it. It's the same way with guns. Like not knowing about them or being around them just makes you more afraid of something, even if they're being handled safely at the moment.
0: I think the biggest thing that we need to look at from this is kind of do a personal assessment and say, okay, we have these six ranges again. So we we have our projectile range, our weapon range, uh, kicking, punching. Uh, Clinching and grappling. And I think the biggest thing is go, okay, we know all six of these ranges exist and there are plenty of other skills out there, but these are the six kind of physical self-defense ranges. What do we need to, what do you personally need to work on? Look at all six of these. Let's, let's go through and go, okay, I'm good here, I'm good here, I'm good here, I'm good here. This one kind of sucks and I'm, I'm okay here. You know, or whatever, just kind of rank yourself out. Say everybody's gonna have certain comfort levels to where you're gonna want to do things. For me, you know, we, we've we've talked about it before, or I don't know if we've talked about it before on here. Uh, but when I'm teaching, I bring it up. When I am trying to deal with a situation, if I can, I'm going to clinch up with somebody. I like working from the clinch, so I will move in that standing grappling. I control them a lot better, and then kind of like punch and knee and elbow and everything from that position. And uh, and usually to kind of do a pretty good job, uh, because I've done a lot of work from there. I see uh, kind of that punching, kicking range. I've seen too many lucky strikes being landed by people, uh, and I just I can stand there and punch and kick with people. But if it's a self defense situation, I would want them to clinch up. You know, it's just it's just where I would prefer to be because I have punches, kicks, knees, elbows takedowns, whatever I want to do from there. I've got a lot more tools that my that I feel is just better for self-defense. But that's me personally. Other people are gonna have like other areas that they are a lot better in and that's gonna be their favorite area.
2: So your goal would be to be comfortable enough in each one to get it to a place where you're more comfortable. Yep. So if you're really good at ground fighting, you'd probably be comfortable taking someone to the ground in self-defense. That's that's the greatest place for you to be. It. And
0: that's going to depend on the... But it, if you're more philosophies com- there.
2: Yeah, but if you're a more competent fighter on the ground, then taking someone to the ground is probably a decent idea. Yeah. If you are not a competent fighter on the ground, your goal is to be able to get up. You've got to have enough knowledge in each one to understand how to fix the problem. You don't have to have the answer to every question. Yeah. You just have to understand how to get it to a point where you can do a little bit better. It's kind of like in math where you don't necessarily just know the answer to every problem off the top of your head, but you know a formula that can get you there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So make a list of the six different ranges and, and kind of go, kind of rate yourself at each range and then you kind of see where you need work and what you need to do. And most of the, some of these things you can, honestly, well most of them, you can pick up some extra skills just by going to some seminars that are going to be covering certain areas of these Um Yeah, so it's just going to take some practice and some work and kind of do some research.
1: If you are enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends. And please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay safe, stay alert, and we'll see you in the next podcast.
0: See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.